a late night thought. It just hit me. We have to unite. We have to set aside all our differences, whatever they are. Hang on, I had to make an adjustment. I, I just rushed to this, so I'm rough drafting it and posting it in a bit in the future. It's 9.57 p.m. Whenever I'm done, I'll post it. It's not live, but um, wait, I haven't even properly started the show. Welcome to the show. Hang in there. Buckle your seatbelts and hang tight. My story gets weirder. Here's a piece of music by the animatronic DJ Zed and his epic album End Times. Oh, wait, I already played this one recently. Hold on. Never mind. Not that one. Hold on. I just played that one last time. Uh, and I, I think I played that one, too. Never mind. Delete that. Here we go. Underlying principles understood. I may have played this on a previous episode, but I liked it and I kept it on the list. So here it goes. is unity how do we achieve it how do we negotiate past all the things that prevent it Namaste, friends. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to an impromptu episode. Unplanned, unscripted, unprepared for. I am here to entertain your earballs with my random thoughts. Not because I think I'm special, but rather because I just wonder why these kinds of thoughts aren't out there in the entertainment media that we come across. And if I'm not coming across it, share it at me. I want to get in on that so that we can cross-talk about it and be each other's, you know, guests on each other's podcasts, etc., etc. By the way, I am well aware of, um, not Tyler Durden. I am well aware of Tyler Durden. I, uh, what's his name? The guy who made the Midnight Gospel. I can't remember, and, I, and forgive me, because I absolutely am in awe of the art that he helped give birth to in Midnight Gospel. If you haven't seen Midnight Gospel, this is an unsolicited, completely raw, completely real, a million infinity thumbs up recommendation. You should make the time... Uh, to and if you don't have Netflix, it's okay. Please forgive the fact that it's kind of currently stuck on Netflix. But eventually, it'll be available as a DVD, as a rental, as a VHS. Somebody will put it on that media that you can access. Beg for it. Demand it. Write a sternly worded letter with kind, compassion, forgiveness woven in. 
to whatever authority needs to be written to that you need access to the Midnight Gospel. Um, it's really weird and fucked up, so brace yourselves. I digress. It's really great. Um, go watch it. Uh, if you've never heard of it, it's on Netflix. Unity. Unity. And I don't mean some fanciful quote, and I mean satirical quote, bunny ears, utopian kind of unity. I just mean, like, we need to achieve civic activities like fixing the shit. Insert here your favorite shit. We need to fix it. We need to build consensus, not walls. We need to establish um, genuine, authentic, real civic activity priorities like fixing the bridges and preventing the things from collapsing. Uh, you know, solving the problems that we face as a society in a way that helps everyone, not just some people. And it, it boils down to this, in my honest and very earnest, very sincere opinion. We need to unify. We need to transcend, maybe not even in the sort of like become eternal light beings kind of way, just in the plain old, ordinary, pedantic, mundane, everyday kind of way, we need to transcend whatever we're clinging to. Political ideology, preferred politicians, trauma from our past, etc., etc., etc. Insert here all the things that prevent us from unifying. The isms. The hate the proclivity for violence. We need to set it all aside and recognize that we are one tribe of many tribes. We are one people of many people. We are one living life form uh, that has abused and destroyed many other living life forms. And that we have a reckoning uh, at a societal level, at a spiritual level, at a, at a mundane, systemic level, like the way the system operates internationally, globally, and locally, needs reform, healing, and change. And I put uh, those words are in explicit order. And I invite you to join me in contemplating these kinds of questions on my show, The Encourageable Mr. Zappos. Almost Daily Zencast, and it's various sub-segments like the one you're listening to today by the name of Late Night Thoughts. I'm up late at night. Not so late, actually. It's only 10.01 p.m. A very delightful, weird synchronicity number. Uh, I don't know if there's any explicit meaning, but I love it when things are mirrored and represent sort of a fractalism. Uh, if you've never heard of the word fractal, don't just put a pin on the imaginary board of this show. We'll come back to it and talk about it sometime soon. Google that shit. But I digress. What was I talking about? I have no idea. Why did I start this episode? I wish that I could, like, the, when I launched the show, instead of these weird buttons for effects on the side or a chat bar, I mean, for right now, no one's on live with me, but eventually, someday in the future... When I get a real schedule going <clears throat> and I start presenting the show live on a regular basis uh, a couple of times a week, which is the intended goal for 2021, stick with me. Hopefully the show gets better. 
I wish that I could see the things I wrote. This isn't actually applicable in this case because I did it as a draft, and I'll have to come up with these later. I didn't write a title for the show. I didn't write a body or a paragraph or a sentence for the uh, description of the show, and I didn't pick a picture. But when I... I usually do, in case you're wondering. And I often wonder, what would this show be... Right as I do that kind of thing, I wonder, what would this show be like if I had either two other iterations of me? Like, if I could, if I could pull from parallel universes myself in the living flesh... Instead of being over there busy doing whatever the fuck they were doing in their universe, they're here in my living room for two hours doing a podcast episode. Two or three or four or five or six of them. Because you know there's an infinite fractal universe of you running around, right? That's a really, really intense sidebar. Um, I don't think, I don't believe in that. I've experienced enough to be seriously and sincerely convinced at a level of like, phenomenological experience uh, certain that that is so and that we just really filter that shit out I have no idea what I was talking about anymore why I started this episode um, and that's because it's late at night and it was late night thoughts and I just wanted to thank you for joining me uh, for the brief the briefest of episodes in recent memory because uh, uh, my train is out of fuel and is looking at that hill uh, just just a wee bit down the way. I'm like, I'm not climbing that hill right now. I'm trying to come, recoup this into a, a bigger, larger show. I'm not sure it's going to happen. But what I will do is play for you a completely different piece of music that I did not orchestrate. I just remixed on the recently, apparently, not quite deceased, but definitely out of effective working order application on the iPad, which I adore, but sincerely miss, because, and I'm very disappointed by the fact that as of update version 6, it just won't operate. It, it tries to launch and fails. And I miss it. It's called... Um, I don't remember what it's called right now. Mixpad Live? Mix... Jive Live? Something Mix Live. Remix Live? That might be it. Hold on. Let me see if I can check without ruining the show. The app is called Remix, Remix Live. And I, and I sincerely miss it. And I wish it was still operation. And I, I'm really glad that I can swap out of uh, the Sprecher app and it still is recording, I think. I hope. Knock on wood. That it was recording while I was away looking at the name of the app. Remix Live. Fix your shit. I miss using you. And I want to make new... Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Let me edit that. DJ Zed wants to be able to remix new remixes for uh, my audience's listening pleasure. Having said that, here's a track called Mellow Days Endurance, a pop EDM 101 remix on Remix Live by the animatronic claymation DJ Zed.
How can we unify if we keep judging each other over the things that we cling to? I beg you, dear listeners, and I don't know where you're at, right? Like, it's an anonymous relationship that we have. You welcome me into your ear holes, and I ramble. And hopefully, I'll start having more of a structured conversation with me, myself, and I. That's a a new feature uh, that I'm developing for the 2021 version of uh, the podcast as we go on to our fifth year. I am astonished. I can't believe I've been doing this for four years, but according to my profile page, uh, I, I, I first signed up to Sprecher.com four years ago. Um, unity. That's what we were talking about. At least uh, that's what I think caused me to press record today, this evening, right now. Um, unity. We must transcend the things that divide us. And there's some really wonky, weird kind of almost kinky, I think somewhat fetishized, if I may uh, reattribute a phraseology. Uh, these things that divide us are a little a little wonky and weird and funky to me as an observer, right? I am an independent observer of four decades worth of your lived experience here on this planetoid womb-like thing that gives birth to life that you uh, objectify and abuse. Um, And I don't judge because I'm a participant in it, you know, and and forgive me for the phrasing I've chosen. We, right? We objectify and abuse this womb that gives birth to us, whether or not we consent to that because we keep using all the things that that result in that. And... um, so as we discuss our differences, how do we transcend those differences when the very tools at our disposal are wicked fucking toxic? That's a crazy question. It's a big, epic, bizarre question. And like an hour and a half, it's 10, 10 p.m. Another fun synchronicity number, but uh, also probably totally meaningless to people. Uh, like... An hour ago, I was openly weeping about the Bee Gees. And I don't know when that episode is going to drop because I made it. I I realized as I was rambling about the Bee Gees that I was like, I need to have a conversation with myself and the three other versions of me that want to be in on this show that, that can't because um, I'm not good at doing different voices all at once in this particular podcasty situation. But uh, brace yourselves. The show's about to evolve. Put a pin in that, because that's not what I'm doing in this particular moment. But uh, eventually, probably, <laughs> like some of the things our government is doing, by March, I'll have gotten this right. <laughs> that's a double dig, because I'm hating on me and them. I'm not hating. I'm not full of hate. Uh, the Bee Gees were full of love and inspiration and weirdness about their art, and I'm trying to do that. And... I'm a collaborator by nature, and no one's here to collaborate with me because of the situation that's going on right now. So I'm going to have to do this weird thing that that involves, you know, recording myself against myself to collaborate with myself. But I digress. Unity. Unifying. How do we unify... When everything, every topic, every idea, every subject, 
every concept, every political action, every activist movement, everything is toxic to some portion of the population because of the the milieu, because of the gestalt, because of the environment we find ourselves in. I think, I mean, for those of you who have been listening the longest, maybe this is old hat, but I think the answer is not out there amongst the tools used to create all those things I just listed, right? Like the answer isn't out there. Politicians aren't going to solve the problems created by politics with more politicians doing politics. Not until they are healed, their third eye is open, and they become beings of energy. I think, arguably, even at that level, given that that will not be the end of the process, that's just sort of like the next thing. That's like graduating. We would literally be graduating from kindergarten into first grade which might shock some people because I think a lot of people who, who wave the spiritual banner think that that's like the end all be all. Ha ha, you've made it. You're up there with the gods. And I'm like, nah, I kind of feel like we're not even really born till another couple of graduate degrees later. And we're literally in kindergarten here talking about the Bee Gees and the Beatles and music and how dance and self-expression and audience is all like deeply ancient, but also like kind of abused and corrupt and toxic in our current environment. Um, because yeah, man, like we need to. There's this meme that I captured. I'm, I'm I'm waiting for a good moment where I feel like I need to share reshare it. Um, but I I you know I consider myself a humble meme farmer, which simply means. Probably in violation of some sort of something. Uh, screen grabbing other people's postings of content, whatever that content might be. Because I appreciate it. And because I admire it. Considering the reference captured in the screen grab. And then posting it on uh, on my Instagram and discussing the themes that ins- that are inspired by it in me um and then whenever possible adding the you know the the handles of the people i'm referencing although i'm way behind on that on that busy work there's a lot of posts where you can see the account that i got it from and the signature of the artist that like for example i'm thinking of a cartoon in particular like a cartoon drawing and i I just now blanked on which one it was because I reference those quite often. Or not quite often. Often enough. I digress. Uh, The world is always in chaos. As I have discussed with certain acquaintances uh, on various occasions, the end is always nigh. We can update that to postmodern terms. It's quite simple. The end is always now. But so is the beginning and the middle. It really just depends on your choices and your thinking and your preferences and your mentality. And 
you know, the way in which you respond to things. Uh, having said all that, it's really difficult to abdicate. It's really difficult to abdicate anything. Like, I'm really having a hard... Sorry. I'm having a hard time with twirling my pen. It's just, it's like, it's a thing. and I, I, I want to do it, but then it makes noise while I talk into the podcast machine, and, and that's not cool because it sounds weird and it might, you know, inflict pain into people's ears. Where you just want to hear... The, and I get distracted. Um, there's bigger issues, right? Like, I, I have, I'm challenged by caffeine. I love coffee. But I, I really feel as though at this point in my life, I should just stop drinking it. I recently saw some text on social media that read something about... Um, the greatest poison is the one that they convince you is safe. And I suspect, I could be wrong, it was just in the last 36 hours, but I, so I suspect, given the current milieu and context and gestalt that we're in, uh, on this delightful December evening, that that might have been a, a, you know, a not-so-discreet reference to the vaccine quote unquote but it's really like oh like any what do you want out of that like that's coffee that's cigarettes obviously the people who've never smoked and never would want to smoke uh, but for for those of us who got seduced by it because I am and have been a smoker who's quit and and, and picked it back up again and, and quit and struggles with it but also am curious about uh, those who pontificate that in, in Zen-inspired cultures, they smoke and don't give two fucks because they know that they're already dead and they're already the Buddha, right? And they're, they're so enlightened that they can, they can just smoke. But they also... I was in South Korea once for a theater thing and that's a whole long story and I think I've rambled about it on different occasions in various ways, but in this particular moment, what I remember about it right here right now is that there's cigarettes. I got a pack of cigarettes, regular old... I was like, what? I, I didn't know. And their names were all foreign to me, right? I'd never been to South Korea before, and I was there for a theater festival. And I was definitely a, um, a committed cigarette smoker at the time. I enjoyed it, and I didn't give a fuck. My, I would give two fingers, and I mean the middle kind, uh, to anybody that was like, blah, that I didn't know, especially, that was like, blah, 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 you smoking is bad for you. I'm like, yeah, I know. Maybe I want to die. Maybe I'm done with this place. I was that morbid and sick about it. That's a dark thing to reveal, but it's true. I was kind of inspired by whatever that actor's name, who before he got famous with that firefighter show, thank you for the name, Um, because you thought of it, right? Like, you just thought of it, whatever his name is. Redheaded guy, Irish, or Scottish. I don't mean to offend either side, because they're kind of the same people that are just caught in an endless civil war for no fucking reason with each other. Bless their hearts, they're all just gorgeous blue-eyed redheads and or blondes and or whatever the fuck color they are that are just like extra epically porcelain skinned with freckles. Uh, the two of them. Um, and I, I just adore people all over the place for all their interesting oddities. So it's not like I'm into, I'm, you know, fair-skinned people exclusively. I love everybody. I love all, thank you for, 
for realizing if you if you understand where the thrust of my show is. I'm just rambling, spiraling out of control in a completely unscripted episode about unity. Yes, thank you for reminding me. Because I can feel your vibes, my friends. And one day this will all make sense because this is just a rough draft of the episode. And I'm going to updraft this from here. You'll see. But I think I might post this as a rough draft. I digress. Unity. Transcending the obstacles. We really don't need to fight about politics. Because politicians want us to fight with each other about politics. Therefore, why give them what they want? If the cabal wants us to fight with each other about stupid things, why fight with each other if that's what the cabal wants? That's my question to the conspiracy theory community. Because what they do is fight with other human beings about conspiracy theory when they could be solving problems. And as um, that guy who designed the geodisc dome, his name is really cool and I can never quite remember it. It's something with lots of um, Germanic syllables. And, you know, you can try to connect them to Operation Paperclip. And I, I don't know, man. It's not my primary thrust. But uh, he said, you know, don't fight the current system. Just build a better system. And I would sprinkle in because I'm a, you know, uh, into the idea of pointing ourselves towards the esoteric and the mystical and and the magical and the healing as evidenced by those that we revere as prophets, but sort of also explicitly ignore because, you know, all the organized religions got a little bit hijacked. Uh, Buckmeister Fuller. Buckmeister? Meister? Mister? Muster? I'm not quite sure which uh, uh, construction it was, but Fuller. Buckmeister Fuller said, you know, like, don't fight the current system. You know, the best thing... I'm severely not not even paraphrasing. I'm, I'm just saying my own sentence. Inspired by his. Like, build a better mousetrap. He did not use the term mousetrap. He said, you know, the best way to move forward... Something about, like, not fighting it. Just build a better thing. And then every, you know, everyone will adopt that, is the implied suggestion. So we need to build a better thing, folks. And, um, you know, fighting with each other over made-up ideology that doesn't actually relate to very much in nature and isn't helping very many people except those who love to harness and a horde and accrue and compile power in a way that is at best greedy and at worst maniacally nefarious... Uh, you know, why don't we just transcend all that by healing, communicating, collaborating, and organizing, um, and unifying through the act of realizing that these ideological constructs effectively build mental cages that prevent us from achieving unity, even at the individual level. Right? If you're wearing too much Trump gear, how are you going to feel when you confront someone in the streets? And by confront, I simply mean come across somebody, you know, minding your own business at the supermarket that's like really decked out in, in Black Lives Matter. When both individuals are human beings um, with genuine, authentic needs, concerns, fears, 
desires, wants, some of which should be thrown out because they're kind of ridiculous, and some of which we should all build some kind of consensus around. And that requires, you know, deep listening as well as uh, clear expression of our ideas. So to that end, friends, I'm going to wrap this show up super early and leave you with um, a track I really like. I've already played it on the show, but I'll play it again because I dig it so much. Cosmic Lounge by DJ Zed. The Chill Step 101 Remix Live. Thanks for waiting till after the music. If there's one thing I think I've come to understand and confirm as a sort of like secret ingredient is that we we won't achieve unity if we can't forgive. And I know that that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people and rightly so on many cases, uh, there's things that are really hard to forgive. Uh, But, you know, the ancient mystics, the prophets, the martyrs, Jesus Christ himself spoke to it, about it, promoted it. And deep down, what's important about it is that it's transformative. It's healing. And it allows us to...
connect with those that we otherwise couldn't and understand with a kind of empathy and compassion that broadens our horizons. And it's hard. It's hard work. I'm not saying that I'm better at it than anybody else. I'm saying that we've long neglected it by choice, by manipulation, by something in between as mundane as just plain old-fashioned neglect and, and just not thinking about it. But we all need to come together and heal and transcend the madness that we have surrounded ourselves with that is reflected back at us by our politicians. They are symptomologies of all the things that's wrong with the entire human species and that we cannot contend with without deep forgiveness and some form of uh, healing and self-improvement and reform and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying just accept people's obscene behavior. I'm saying, like, we've got to change. We've got to evolve. And, and we can't do it by yelling at each other and hating each other for all the things we disagree about. We have to see beyond the things, the polemics, the dichotomies, the the arguments, the wedge issues, the the politics, the ideological ideological constructs that divide us. Not because they're going to conquer us any more than we're already conquered, yo. The new world order ain't new. It's been around for as long as from you know about as as early as when Jesus was around the new world order was was doing its thing in my humble opinion i don't know it could be wrong it could be crazy uh you know it could also just be literary fiction at any rate no matter what world you live in no matter what reality you find yourself in i will bet and double down on that bet that forgiveness and healing and transformation, and self-awareness, and growth, and compassion will do you more than any of the other things that society sells us. Don't agree with me blindly. Test it scientifically for yourself. Go on a 90-day journey of meditation, and forgiveness, and healing. And then double down and do another 90 days, because it's an infinite process, yo. Until next time, I've been your humble host, the incorrigible Mr. Zappo.